0: Will he end up in Washington? Is he Seattle bound? No, no, no. Ben Johnson is staying in Detroit. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team
1: every day.
0: Hi again, everyone, and welcome in to Locked On NFL. I'm James Rapine, along with Chris Carter. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, follow wherever you get your podcasts, and we are going to get to the Ben Johnson news in just a second. Surprising a lot of people today. Before we do that, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if you bet five dollars or your bet of five dollars or more wins again five dollars or more you wager that you win and you get two hundred dollars in bonus bets visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started and chris full disclosure we recorded a full episode that included ben johnson and where where will he end up yep as the lead of the show and he said i don't want to go to dc I don't want to go to Seattle. I want to stay right here in the Motor City. Stay in Detroit and chase a Lombardi Trophy. Ben Johnson returning to Detroit.
1: Yeah, it's real funny because one thing we considered in that, like, would he want to go to the Commanders and the Seahawks right now? Like, are those ideal landing spots, or would he want to stick with the team that just was was a hair short of getting to the Super Bowl this past year? And he chose to stick with that team. And it makes sense. Ben Johnson, you know, here's what's going to happen probably next year. The Lions have a ton of cap space this upcoming season. They are going, to, they, they're, and we're going to talk about this in the next segment too. Um, but they have a ton of cap space. They can add to this roster right now. They can make another run at this. There's a chance that they might not, you know, they, they might be disheartened. Or you know, it might be tougher because now teams are going to be looking for the Lions. But if I'm Ben Johnson. I'm like, you know what? Give me that offense again with maybe some more weapons, another tool or two that we pay for this year. And I'll make this an even better unit than it was last year. And then next year, I'll get a whole new pick of, you know, where I want to go after that. And that will be and maybe his asking price will be higher. Maybe he'll be able to get a better situation because, you know, you and I kind of talked about this when we first recorded the show. You you look at the commander situation, Sam Hallett don't look like it. You know, you you know, and they and they have a top pick, but you know, will you get will you get that, or do you want to go somewhere that maybe they have the established quarterback, maybe they have something going for them? You know, let like I'm not saying this will happen, but let's say something happens to Zach Taylor, and all of a sudden he could be the Bengals head coach. He's like, I'll take that every day of the week with Joey B. So uh, again, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I, I think this makes a
0: lot of sense. Let me just make the prediction now, and you know. Maybe fans will remember. Maybe they won't, but we'll remember. We're here. The next head coach Uh-oh. of the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, my goodness. No. Ben Johnson. Oh, that's such a good one. I didn't even think about that. That's I mean, brilliant. that's what he was looking at. He's yeah. looking. he's like, Dallas could be open. The Philly might be yeah. open. Why yeah. would I go to Washington? Why would I go to Seattle when there's some uncertainty there where I could have Jalen Hurts or... Jerry world or insert wherever else that he thinks could potentially be open. I am sure he did his research there. Heck are we sure that Jacksonville isn't going to be looking for a new head coach? Are we sure he could walk into Trevor Lawrence. So I I think that there are options. And to your point, it's, it's one of those where it makes a lot of sense in the other part of this. And let's not pretend Ben Johnson was reportedly asking for $15 million per year. And I had someone tell me a high – I would say a high-up coach in the NFL, high NFL coach. And so is he a head coach? Is he a coordinator? He's up there. And he said, oh, I think Ben Johnson is for sure getting a job. And he said that early in the process. That didn't happen. And I think that didn't happen partially because maybe Ben knows his worth, knows he has a chance Mm -hmm. to chase a Lombardi trophy, and at the same time, knows that next year there's going to be some really good jobs potentially open. Hey, the Saints. The Saints could completely reset, and that could be another one. I mean, there are a lot of jobs that could be open with uh, either quarterback needs or stud quarterbacks, and so I I get this from Ben Johnson, and I applaud him because most coordinators take the first job they get offered. Not saying an offer came down, but I certainly think he would have gotten uh, one of these jobs had he kept his name in the hat.
1: Yeah, I I think that that's that's the thing is that he probably looks at the pool now and says, Yeah, I'll take another shot at it. And again, the Lions offensive coordinator gig is pretty good right now. Like, like they got weapons, they got and they got young weapons, you know. Gigs and the gibbs and Laporta are, are dangerous. You got an offensive line that's already ready to go. You know, Jared Goff's a good quarterback. You know, if I if I'm the Lions, I don't even know what I'm adding right now. Maybe another receiver to pair with St. Brown. Um, but you know, I, I think that 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 there's there's reasons to be confident in him in him staying there. Um, and I do wonder now, as far as how those two other jobs will get filled uh, with with him off the market, who, who, do, who goes there? Because um, now people are talking about Bill Belichick going to, you know, to TV and doing and doing that. Um, Jim Harbaugh's with with the with the Chargers. I I think it's going to be interesting to see now that Ben Johnson's off the table, who now becomes like the top name that these two teams will jostle for.
0: Yeah, Washington should call Bill Belichick right now and say, "Hey, we have an infrastructure in place. We have a GM. We we want you to work hand in hand with this GM and be a partnership, and see if he's interested." That's exactly what they should do. I don't think they will. I think they'll pivot. You know, I think Mike McDonald's probably poised to get one of these jobs. Who knows? Maybe by the time. People are hearing this. Mike McDonald does get one of those jobs. But I would call Bill Belichick absolutely. You have the second overall pick. I still think Bill Belichick is an elite head coach. Elite. Yeah. Not, he's not the best GM in the league. And it lacks in that area, which is fine. Go be an elite head coach. Give your thoughts on personnel and have a fresh set of eyes as well. You want to talk about resetting Washington? That's a good, good way to reset Washington with the the second overall pick. And that's another thing. Bill could kind of stick it to New England by getting the quarterback he wants. That would be hilarious. Or maybe he (laughs) wants to trade down and Washington should not trade down. They should take a quarterback. So you never know.
1: (laughs) Lots of different things that could happen there. But, but again, that that's, 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 what's interesting about, about this is now, uh, this guy's this this guy being off the market. you know, now these teams are going to start looking at other other people and watch dominoes fall in place. um and you know it's I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be intrigued to see who gets who gets those two jobs and if they lead to something because like you said, the commanders, they're doing a complete flip right now. they've got you know, they've got new ownership. this isn't Dan Snyder anymore. they're trying to set a new tone. I, I actually thought that they were gonna plant the flag and say and say, Ben Johnson, get over here. we're paying you whatever you want. You know, come, come over here and save this franchise and lead this this group because, like, here's the other thing: the commanders, like DC, that's a major market, right? That that, that you, if, yeah. they, if they're good, that cha- that's a lot of numbers that go that go in favor of the NFL. Like, that's that's one of those. That's like it's not like the Knicks with with, with New York and basketball, where like if the Knicks were ever just one of the premier teams in basketball again, ratings would be spectacular. And uh, not the ratings aren't good for the NBA, but DC is another area where like when when they're really good. It boosts a, a, lot, a lot of things, especially in the NFC East. So um, I, I feel like that you know, they were they wanted to, to plant the flag here, and I think it's going to be interesting to see who they do it with now. I think Bill Belichick is an interesting name they could bring in because he can clean up a lot of stuff. He can try to reset. They need a culture reset, and and that's Ew. something that – Yeah, exactly. Get over here. Um, so that's I'm right I would with be. you on that.
0: Hire me to be a consultant. I'd be on the phone with Bill. Hey, Bill, let's roll. Let's ride, baby, like Russell Wilson in his prime. Let's rock.
1: You, you silly.
0: <laughs> Anyways, which uh, which team will rebound? Is it Ben Johnson's Lions, who, well, came up just a few seconds short, a few points short, whatever you want to say, of Super Bowl 58? Or will the Baltimore Ravens rebound faster? We will discuss both of those teams coming up next. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts, your number one ride or die
1: Back here on the Wednesday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, Chris Carter, James Rapine. Let's get to talking about these Lions and Ravens. Man, these are some tough spots to be in. Man, I, I think the Ravens, the Ravens are definitely frustrated because the, everyone felt like this was th- th- this was their year. The, uh, Marlon Humphrey even tweeting it like, "Really, dang, like this was our year." Uh, the night at uh, the night of the game after after the result. Uh, and then, of course, the Lions giving up a set, a 17 point second half lead that just crumbled right in front of them in the in the way that they did. Um, I look at these two teams right now, James, and I, I like that Dan Campbell said that, hey, we are not going to get this chance again. Like not that you're, you you won't be back in this playoff spot, but like everybody's going to see the Lions coming now. This was the year to sneak up on them. You and I were talking about they were Cinderella's. They won't be considered as much of a Cinderella next year if they're in the, the NFC Championship game again. But that being said, I have a I have a harder time seeing them just rebounding from the way that they lost this NFC Championship game uh, and, and than I do see the Ravens finding a way to rebound. Now, the one thing that the Lions have on their side, they have salary cap space. They can go get guys, they can make moves to to re, re-bolster their roster and, and keep things up. The Ravens, they're going to lose guys like Matabuike and Patrick Queen, who were key to that defensive side of the ball. And I think they still need to add playmakers on offense to get things to fully work with with Lamar Jackson. I'm kind of divided here as far as who's more likely to recover right now because the Lions, I thought that was the more devastating of the way to way to lose. And uh, you know, they're a they're a team that this was the first time they've ever been there. Whereas Harbaugh, they've lost tough playoff games before and bounced back before, but still, it's the questions of the roster over in Baltimore that I have questions: how will they handle this offseason?
0: Yeah, I, I think the answer might be neither. It it, it really Ooh. might be. Which one do you expect to bounce back at? Neither one. Hmm let's start with the ravens this was their sure. best shot that everything fell the way that they needed it to fall the chiefs down year by chief standards at least on offense joe burrow gets hurt in the division the the heck the steelers lost their quarterback multiple afc quarterbacks go down mm-hmm. uh, the, the browns are dealing with a uh, the, the quarterback issues that they have all of those things happen and they're right there they they're they're in Uh, The AFC championship game, they're at home for the first time in the AFC championship game. They didn't have to deal with Josh Allen as well. You you have to go through Patrick Mahomes and you don't get it done. Oh, and you might lose your defensive coordinator. Your wide receivers coach is interviewing for offensive coordinator jobs. You mentioned some of the free agents. Matabike should just go to Detroit. Detroit needs him. You put him next to Aiden Hutchinson and you get after passer. You you get after every quarterback you face. And so – I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. I'm not sure that Baltimore completely rebounds. It doesn't mean they're going to be bad. They could certainly right. be a the off team next year and be in the hunt. But I'm not sure they're going to be the number one seed in the AFC where everything goes through Baltimore in the postseason. And who knows? That doesn't mean they can't make a run to the Super Bowl. On the flip side, with Detroit, we just talked about their offensive and defensive coordinators potentially leaving. Yeah. And odds are it's probably just one if one leaves. All right, but we saw how important that was in Philly last year Ooh, when an offensive coordinator leaves or defensive coordinator leaves, it's mm-hmm. tough to rebound. And I think, especially if Ben Johnson leaves, maybe it is the Eric B That's a good fit. I'm going to throw it out there right now. Eric B should go to Detroit. They need an established offensive coordinator to keep that ship moving in the right direction Ooh. because they have the weapons. They have a lot of weapons. Sam Laporte is one of the best tight ends in the game. Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery is probably the best running back tandem in the league. It's up there. If it's not and and, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, don't look now. He's a 1500 yard receiver. He's probably the most Mm -hmm. underrated wide receiver in the league. They have some studs and who knows, maybe Jamison Williams takes a step this off season. So you need the right offensive play caller. Will they get that? I'm not sure if they do, whether it's Ben Johnson or they find the right O.C., Assuming Ben Johnson leaves, I think that they they can rebound, but that is a, such a huge question mark. And I also do wonder, Jared Goff's up for an extension here. Probably going to get paid. Uh, that's I'm a little leery of that. How much does that impact their mm-hmm. ability to go after Matabike, one of the top defensive tackles in this class? I, I do wonder.
1: I do wonder too, because part of what Part of what made these both both these teams very formidable was how balanced they were. You know, the the Ravens are paying Lamar Jackson, but they've hit on draft picks. They they they've hit on guys that they were able to afford, um, and they were able to kind of come out and that that's what to me that's what made the Ravens so dangerous. I thought the Ravens um, going into the playoffs were going to make it to the Super Bowl, but with the way that the Chiefs were playing, I was like I, I was like oh no, Patrick Mahomes figured it out. Like he's they're 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 totally back. They're gonna they're gonna be in this um and uh now you're gonna have major questions as far as to how to figure out different things on your roster you still have to figure out you know who's gonna who's gonna replace certain guys on on defense um that's not gonna be easy to do you know they, they're, they're gonna have big questions there and like you said about the lions um they're they're a team that like you know once you do pay Jared Goff you know you they can still hit in the draft they can still do the things that they, that they need to do. Um, and they have and listen, right now, I think they have like 58 plus 58 plus million in cap space. So they have they have moves to make that they can uh, they can put things together. But like you said, in the in the year after that, when they paid Jared Goff, granted, Jared Goff this upcoming year is a $32.3 million cap it and they're making it work. But they're going to have to make other other roster decisions soon. So I guess that makes me kind of lean more to the Lions, just roster construction wise. I think that they have the younger core that's easier to build around with yeah. adding talent to it right now than the Ravens do. Whereas and they're like, in a
0: weaker conference, by the
1: way. And it, that's, that's, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. You know, and, um, and, and I also say a weaker division uh, and that's not to knock the green Bay <laughs> Packers because I think Jordan love made some really good strides this year. But uh, if you tell me, You'd rather try to win the AFC North or the NFC North right now? i think take the NFC North because all four of the AFC North teams will just be annoying to deal with.
0: Yeah, you're 1,000% right. And that's the the blessing and the curse of making it this far, but coming up short is you look at it and it's like, man, it's it's really, really hard to get back. And Dan Campbell's right about it. And a lot's been made about his decisions. Look back at our, our old episodes here on Locked on NFL, if you want that. But I, I just – I think it's tough to get back. Harbaugh, it's been a while since he's been in an AFC title game, and they've been mm-hmm. good year in and year out, and they've been competitive. Mm-hmm. But you need health. You need a lot of things to go your way. And uh, so both guys uh, and both teams coming up short, we'll see if they can put the together the, the right roster for next season. And uh, in the meantime, speaking of roster building, the entire NFL – is looking at the Senior Bowl. It is Senior Bowl week, which, man, I can't believe it's here, but it's here, which is the the official mark of draft season. We will discuss some noteworthy names on Senior Bowl rosters coming up next.
1: This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate from FanDuel, which is America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 back in bonus bets by hitting any $5 money line bet. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. That's why FanDuel has so many more ways for you to win than anywhere else with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who you think will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has plenty of bets with like player props, which players will score a touchdown, who will score a touchdown first, how many points will be scored. There's so many ways to win on the last game of relevant football this this, this season. So, get on FanDuel sportsbook today. New customers, if you join, you'll get $200 in bonus bets back if by hitting any $5 money line bet on uh, and and you look and you look at that or more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
0: Chris, let's dive into this Senior Bowl 2024 and the Senior Bowl yeah. rosters officially set. And as of recording, as practice begins this week, and practice is such a big part of it, I would say Senior Bowl-wise. As much as people look at the game, I think practice really can impact draft stock of a lot of these guys the other element is their size their hand size for wide receivers their arm length their height their weight um for for all of these players not just wide receivers but i I do think that that's a a huge factor as well and i saw it on monday already people looking at measurements and being like oh in on him not in on him and i think that's a very dangerous way to go about it when you're just looking at the measurables
1: absolutely absolutely um you know, I look at I look at a lot, the, the measurables are always tough to go by. What I look for in the senior bowl, I look to see how guys compete, Um, you know, how you know, how how physicals offensive linemen and defensive linemen are, how 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 swift guys are in the route. Like Jaden Reed, a guy who really stepped up for the Packers this year. He yep. lit up the senior bowl last year. I was like, oh, my eyes are on him. And sure enough. Uh, when the Steelers played the Packers this year, Mike Tomlin was like, "Yeah, we wanted Jaden Reed too." Like, like, like we we saw that as well. And it, but I, it's interesting. It's even less the game; it's the practices to, to to take notes on. What clips can you get out of practice? If people, the people that are in Mobile, what are they? What are they seeing? What are they experiencing? And what who's making the impressions there on those days? That's going to be very interesting. I look at the quarterbacks this year, and it's not. It, it's not, that it's not like how it's been in some years where there's like a clear guy who's, who's probably going to go, you know, in the, in the top 10, you know, Justin Herbert, but there is an Oregon quarterback named Bo Nix there. There's also Michael Penix. There's also Sa- Sam Hartman um, mm-hmm. on the, on the other side, you have guys like Joe Milton who've been, who've been around for, a, for a while. Um, Spencer Rattler, Michael Pratt, guys like that, uh, Bradley Carter. Um, I, these aren't the big names that you see, but like. I look at those quarterbacks, and is there anyone that stands out to you as like that guy could be the, one of the, the group that sneaks up into the first round uh, as as a selection this year?
0: Yeah, I, I think there are two instantly, and it's got to be Michael Penix, right? He mm-hmm. can secure that first-round grade, I think, with a successful senior bowl week where he doesn't have to do much at the combine, where he measures in and does some interviews, and he gets the heck out of town in Indy. So that's what he's playing for this week. Bo Nix is interesting because you have the Auburn days and then he goes to Oregon and I feel like it's completely different and he's super productive. And so, yeah, I think he needs a good week this week and could help his draft stock and maybe slide into the first round. The other quarterback. That's really interesting. Spencer Rattler. Big name early on has been around for a long time. I talked to some people that, you know, scout types, I'm not saying they're scouts for teams, but team people that watch mm-hmm. this, they watch Rattler and watch the film, it's like, Spencer Rattler has good film. And I'm not going to pretend I've watched a ton of Spencer, but I, I mm-hmm. think it's interesting that that's the case because he's, a few years ago, people thought he would be a future number one pick or first rounder for sure been around a long time now and it does seem like he's learned to play quarterback at a much higher level so we will see if that translates to senior bowl week i think he can confirm what people are thinking about him potentially uh, some growth there and maybe even become a day two pick spencer rattler if he plays well this week
1: yeah, I, I'm I'm right with you on that. That could be very interesting. My only hold up on Michael Penix, and I love Michael Penix. I loved him when he was at Indiana. I watched him beat Penn State. That was an insane, insane. He was he's been a, a warrior, a leader for years. But man, four season-ending injuries is tough to just shake off as as, <laughs> as a as a group. And like, look, he, he even in the in the the playoffs this year when he when he lost his game, you saw him. He was fighting tooth and nail um, to make it happen, and you saw like at the end of the game, he was like holding, he was holding himself together because he was just, he was just taking shot after shot. And those type of things make me a little weary. Like, I'm like, mm, like, you know, he, he's not, he's not, he's not small, but he's not huge either. He's not like, he's not, a, he doesn't have a huge body that can absorb hits. He's 6'3", which, you know, again, decent quarterback size. It's not like a bad quarterback size, but when you're 6'3", and you have that injury history, that's what makes me hold up here. I, I also feel like we're talking about like the 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 last of the COVID quarterbacks because Bo Nix was in college football. Yeah. It felt like twelve years. Sam Hartman was in college football. It felt like twelve years. Michael Penix was in college football for at least five. Um, you know, so these are all guys that kind of are seasoned, and this might be like the last time we get to see quarterbacks with this much college football experience going into a senior bowl weekend. Um, Not that other experienced quarterbacks there who become seniors won't be there, but you know, I I think, I think this upcoming year is the last year of college football players who got the extra year of eligibility because of the COVID year. And that, I think that's just kind of interesting to see like where, where that's gone and who's come, who's come from that and who's benefited from that.
0: Yeah, I I agree. That's a really good point. And that's why it feels like these guys have been around for so long and Heck, maybe it benefits them, and they're able to rock it this week and be really good Mm -hmm. leaders and show what they can do and add to quarterback rooms because that impacts everything. That impacts the top of the draft and where those quarterbacks go, not just borderline first-round guys, but if you know you could get Spencer Rattler in round two and you really like Spencer, who knows, right? Maybe you hold Mm -hmm. off on, on quarterback, especially with some of these studs at the top of this draft. One other name I want to mention before we get out of here is Tyler Guyton. From um mm. from Oklahoma, I I think he's really interesting. Measured in well this week. You're talking about six, seven monster of a, a tackle. If he plays the way I think a lot of people are expecting him to play, I think he's going to be a top 20-ish pick mm. and, and play himself. He's not someone you're seeing in mocks in the top 20 right now. I think he's someone that could certainly end up there after this week and and certainly by the time the draft rolls around.
1: Is he someone you got the Bengals taken?
0: I, I don't know. I think he could play himself into that. I think that's what's interesting. You know, How, how well does he move? Does does he carry that weight? Because he is big. He's in thirty plus pounds. Can he move? Does he have the athleticism along with the strength, power? Can he anchor? All of those things. Th- this is the perfect setting for him to showcase that. Because if so, if he shows those things, absolutely. I think there's going to be a lot of teams, including the Bengals, that are in on him in round one.
1: That could be very interesting, man. I, I think it would be very, because the o, this is a deep OT class too. Like, it like is. on top, like that's the other thing is that like even if he does sneak into the first round, there's still a lot of guys who are gonna who are gonna go in the oh. first round. Uh, you know, and guys from the SEC who, you know, like a Amerius Mims, JC yep. Latham, uh, and now yep. comes after Fashanu out of Penn State and uh, the guy I forget, is it Joe Alt out of North. Joe Alt, North, yeah, State. he'll be the
0: first guy off the board. Yeah,
1: yeah. So like, there's. Oh, boy, there, there's some real talent there. And, and like, you know, I, as a person with the Steelers, I don't think that they're going to overlook the offensive tackle. They want to get stronger on the offensive line, too. Um, mm-hmm. I I think, okay, let me let me pose this question to you. Which is the first position this year to get five picks players picked at it? Mm-hmm. Because wide, wide receiver's receiver is pretty deep. Again, that's, that's what I, I was wondering, too.
0: It, it's close. It's wide receiver, offensive tackle. You can see either one of those in quarterback.
1: Mm-hmm. Quarter could I mean, be a run. Cornerback could also be interesting this year.
0: Cornerback. Yeah. I it's I'll tell you what it's not. It's not tight end. It's not running back.
1: No. No.
0: <laughs> those are two. Probably not. It's not defensive tackle. No. But after that, it's it's sort of open. You know, there are a lot of lot of options there.
1: A very interesting thing here. The senior bowl uh, is always an interesting, you know, just a testing ground. It's also, it's also interesting. I've never been to, been to it in Mobile. Have, have you been? I, I just, I I've, not. I've always, I've always said great things about just like the, the opportunity to just watch guys in the open. Like, you know, like, like for me, like, we often get you know, I hear. I often call our reporters who are there on the site to see like who's Mike Tomlin talking to because that's that's where he had wings with Malik Willis, and they're like, oh my God, Mike Tomlin had wings with Malik Willis. He's getting Malik Willis, and that never became a thing. But it's it's often very interesting to see what conversations here. It's also where a lot of these a lot of the coaching candidates do some of their interviews. You know, on on the go, they kind of meet with people around there and they do informal talks uh, before they have their formal interviews. So I think that's another thing to keep an eye on at the senior bowl is who gets seen talking to who uh you know da- down in mobile
0: once upon a time marvin lewis was hired during the senior bowl week down there in mobile there you go in 20 in 2003 the, the bengals had a a small little press conference there because that's where they made the hire and he was there and obviously that impacted things so there you go there's your bengals nugget here unlocked on, <laughs> on NFL but uh that's going to do it for us he's chris carter i am james Erpine. thank you so much for listening Make sure you follow wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe on YouTube. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to Locked On NFL.